Say one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. You're listening to Song and Story, conversations with songwriters about their songs. You can support this project on Patreon, and you can learn more at songandstorypodcast.com. Okay, here's the deal. My wife just had a baby. Life has been crazy. Beautiful, but a little hectic. I am currently in a hotel room in Texas, sans my normal equipment, and I'm recording this on my phone. So I'll keep this introduction short. This episode's featured artist is Kevin D'Souza. He's the frontman and founder of Uptown Boys Choir, which is an awesome band name. A few years ago, Uptown Boys Choir released their debut EP, Tied Tight, which is fantastic from start to finish. Kevin describes the music like this. If Death Cab for Cutie and Ryan Adams had a baby, and that baby was somewhat unhappy. That is a hilariously accurate description. I had a blast talking with Kevin, and this song is so much fun. I'm Kevin D'Souza from Uptown Boys Choir. This is a song off of our debut EP, Tied Tight. It's called Bury Me.
do me a favor. Lift your tea. Lift your tea back up. Oh, here we go. This will be a this will be a song and story first. Let's both take really satisfying sips of our warm beverages. Okay, mine's mine's still like pretty hot, but I'm gonna do this for you. Oh God, it's hot. Okay. <laughs> I know we were in Atlanta at the, some point. The first time, yes, because we were in Jimmy Mitchell's mom's living room having some after party thing at her house. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, man. It was like the middle of the day. You and I were talking about stuff. And up until this point, all I really knew of you was that you were you were kind of like a hired bass hand. Yeah. And you you were doing oh, right. the studio yeah. musician thing, the gig thing. Mm-hmm. And you, but you were playing an acoustic guitar in her living room, and uh, you mentioned that you were working on your own stuff, and I was like, "Oh, play me something," and you played me "Bury Me." Oh, right. You played yeah. this song, <laughs> and instantly from from the first stanza, I was just like, "Why? Why does he have to be this good? He's <laughs> like, he's an amazing bass player, an amazing oh, musician all around." Uh, Thanks, man. Your harmonies, like you, you contribute so well to other people's songs, Thank and you. then you come in and you play this, and it just kind of it was so good that it just kind of made me mad. <laughs> I, Does that you, make sense? Yeah, you're actually you're not the. I have a thing uh, that I do sometimes that like um, you've done the nine before. Oh yeah, the so- songwriter showcase up here in the DC area. Um, but like I did this thing a couple times where I would start writing a song like earlier in the day and then play my first set at the nine and then finish the song and go play it for my encore set. Um, just as like an exercise. Yeah. And I've done that at like open mics a couple times too. And it makes people mad because the song is so good. Oh, well, I think it has more to do with output than quality. Like it doesn't seem like something you should be able to do. To like just finish something. I was just listening to your interview with Maria Price, which is so charming. I miss her a lot, and that's so cool that she's becoming a lawyer. Um, I know. But she, but she's she was saying how she wrote that song like just like it just happened, and like sometimes sometimes it's like that. And I um I just have like happened to be around the same people a couple like a couple times in a row when that's happened for me. And I'm like, all right, this is done, and um, <laughs> it's kind of bizarre, man. But thank you was the was the upshot. No, that that that's what I should have said was thank you. I appreciate it. that's very kind of you. Oh, thank you. Wait, thank me for telling you that your song was so good it made me mad. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really I mean, that's a that's a that's a very high compliment, I think. You know, yeah, okay. I take it as a high compliment. I don't know how you meant it, but I'm choosing to interpret it positively. Yeah, you know that's an that's an accurate interpretation. Okay, solid. I absolutely okay. meant it um positively. And I don't want you know, when I say that it made me angry, I don't want that to be taken as like, you know, jealousy or no, no. or anything like that. It's just, it's the happy kind of, <laughs> the happy kind of mad, you know, like, yeah. I'm glad that this thing, this guy created exists. I wish I could create things as good as it, you know? <laughs> so it's not like an anger, jealousy, or envy of you, more of you remind me of how inadequate I am. Does that make sense? Uh, it it makes sense. I disagree with you. I, I disagree with your disagreement, but I appreciate it, and I'll take it. <laughs> let's let's compliment each other for the next twenty minutes and sip. 
you released this song in 2015. Yeah. When did you write it? And where'd you get the idea? Like, because okay. this song is, it, it's a love song, right? It's kind of a self-deprecating love song. It's a self-deprecating love song. And it's more, um, I think it's important to note up front that um, it's not about one, it's not about one person. Okay. That makes um, sense. And uh, it's sort of about, so um, Barry rhymes with Mary, which is fun. Um, <laughs> but um, but uh, statistically, right? Just statistically, uh, the a majority of wives are going to outlive a majority of husbands. Yeah. Uh, so theoretically... If you if you do it right, you know, and you stay together for uh, till till death do you part, like, you know, my let's let's just say my my theoretical spouse would probably be the person who puts me in the ground. Not not sure. not that I'm like not that I am looking to marry an undertaker, but you know, she'd make the arrangements. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, no, I know what you mean. I started writing it when I was, so in like 2010, 2011, when I met you the first time, uh, I was, I was living in Nashville and, um, I was having a, I was having a really hard time, honestly. Okay. Um, uh, I wasn't, I was, I was gigging a little, I was doing demo work in recording studios a little, I was co-writing a little, um, but I never quite found my way into uh, the type of steady work um, that might have been might have been nice. I moved back up to DC in 2012, and um, it's been it's been really good for me up here. Okay, but at the time, I was having a little bit, I was struggling a little bit in Nashville, um, and so I think that when I showed you that song, when I showed you that song in Atlanta, I still hadn't really finished it. I think I had just like a couple stanzas and uh, yeah, it was just sort of, it's each, each verse is just like a little, a a vignette of stuff that didn't go great. And, um, (laughs) um, and, uh, and, you know, pop songs all have like a lot of time choruses and like radio pop songs, like the chorus is the same every time. And I started to like, enjoy the concept of like, we can use the same tune, but it can also like advance the narrative a little bit. It doesn't have to be always be like a touchstone that you keep coming back to and can be something that keeps moving along. It's it's almost like a, like a lyrical hook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, so that the tag is always, you know, something, something burying me, but, uh, but like the, the bulk of it is still, is still different. Well, I, uh, so I have no recollection of, you know, how similar the lyrics in the oh, earlier yeah. version that you showed me are. They were pretty pretty close, I pretty think. Pretty close, okay. Yeah. So here's what I want to know. What, yeah. Was there a first line, or was it that concept? Was it that knowledge? Was it like that, that conjunction of, you know, you trying to find the significant other, but also that knowledge that even if you did statistically, you would die first? The, the kind of like hook, the the bury me part is came later but the first thing was just that messing around kind of with that (laughs) 
and then and then kind of moving it around and figuring out what other how the melody fit into other chord shapes like that and then the lyrics came a little bit later okay um, but the first part was the i was alive when they buried me okay now did you think of that did you just kind of sing it and were like that's a great opening line i'm gonna go from there i tend to not evaluate like lines on the basis of like yeah that'll get them or whatever <laughs> like i right. i it's it's just sort of like what sticks with me and what sparks other stuff so it's not necessarily from a listenability standpoint or like a like what will draw people in but like what serves as a what's a what's a good building block for me what's the most yeah, a good, fertile a good springboard yeah, yeah yeah what's what's the best springboard lyric that i can kind of figure stuff out from so you mentioned that it's it's kind of a collage of yeah things let's get into that a little bit (laughs) okay if you're okay with that yeah absolutely anything in the first stanza i was alive when they buried me which again amazing opening line thanks beaten so bad i could barely see but i clawed my way out from six feet deep searching for fresh air and clarity is this is this kind of about some grand mistake? <laughs> this this was like I yeah I mean mistake's a harsh word but um I had a really uh I had a really rough uh I had a really rough breakup um in in college where we were both part of this pretty close circle of friends. Oh yeah. And you know how like people talk about like in a breakup like friends choose sides kind of thing. Yeah. But like it's it felt like in this situation nobody wanted anything to do with it. So like you'd reach out to people to try to talk about it, and they're just like, yeah, well, well. Eh. And uh, I felt I felt very alone in that in that in that space, um, and really uh, you know things were said feelings were hurt um and it's just me and this person in a mess and nobody really wanting to touch it and i really felt i i just felt very isolated and so um <clears throat> and so it was this sort of thing where where yeah you, you feel alone you feel a little abandoned and um real real beat up for for a while yeah so so thus begins the metaphor then mm-hmm. i mean like and i get that because i've i've had you know breakups where when it ends, there were all these other people that you were close to that you now, yeah, and it's it's yeah. like a death. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, it is. But your spin on it is fantastic Thanks, because man. you take it as like it's not even a death. They're just they're burying me alive. Yeah, it's just like I'm still in here. What are we? Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, do you, by the way, because you're married and you have a little one? Uh, we have two with a third on the way. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Congratulations, yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, oh, God. Um, that's wonderful. Um, but do you have like do you do you you have songs about breakups? Um, that I've recorded. Not really. Um, okay. I I have some about the struggle of the pursuit. Yeah, of the pursuit of like uh, of relationship and connection. Yeah, like like it took it took me about over three years to get my wife to like really date me. Okay. So, you know, but there, but there were periods in there where it would look like we were coming close. And so 
I've got songs about like when it would look like it would work out and then it, it didn't. I see. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like definitely have some about breakups, not that I've recorded I other than the ones about the, the difficulty of kind of locking it down, you know? <laughs> I gotcha. Cool. I was just, I, I was just thinking about like thinking about it cause I have a, I have a partner now and we're, we're, we're really happy. It's a great relationship. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird space to be in like with this person then talking about like this, like plane crash of a, of a, yeah. of, of a thing. But that that's also from like, I don't know, 12 years ago, something like that. So it's not, it's not a big deal. It's, it's just weird. It's like walking through a museum of your life and saying like, this is when this thing went horribly wrong. And then this thing also could have gone better. I am the common thread in all of this. Uh, where do you want to go for dinner? It's weird. Right. Um, <laughs> but you, but you have those conversations with each other too. You know, yeah. like if, if a story comes up and it's, uh, there's always an element where you feel a little strange, you know, mm-hmm. talking about somebody else that, you know, at least you think at the time that you really, you did love, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, and it's weird to kind of like talk about a past love with, with the love that you have now. Yeah. Um, but it's also, you know, every time I, I mention kind of something about that, my wife, she just gets this look in her eyes. Like it, it always hurts her when I'm sad or when mm. I'm in pain. And so to think about younger Kevin being sad or being in pain, like right. that makes her sad too. And I think there's, there's, it's such a unique, uh, vulnerability that to kind of have it with, um, another person or even that past stuff, you talk about it and are open about it and share it. It's such a unique that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 So what's the, going to the next stanza. Oh, yeah. I was a boy when I broke her heart. I wish I could take back that old, ugly part of us. Uh, first of all, technically how you sing it, I love it. <laughs> because the word that rhymes comes. It's not the end of the line. It's not the end of it. And, it, and you kind of hold it a little longer and then flow right into the other words that make that rhyme make sense. Yeah. And I, th- th- this is, this is kind of the weird technical aspect of explaining this style of, of lyric writing and songwriting, but I love that. Thank I you. think it's so clever. <laughs> um, it's one of those things that whenever you come up with one, it feels really good, Yeah. but it has to also feel natural. Like it really works. And I love singing along with it. Oh, thanks man. Yeah. That is huge. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoy that um, kind of stuff too. I like internal rhyme. Like, yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I, I just get a kick out of like alliteration and yeah. Uh, when you kind of hit, it feels like hitting the you know pinball machines where like every now and then you hit one of those weird bumpers and then everything goes crazy. Yeah. And it's yeah. like this is just happening a lot. Like it's a good thing when it's at the end of the line. But if you can kind of like get a couple of quick like rhyme jabs in there uh i don't know it's yeah well thank you for yeah, yeah. noticing that it's just something yeah. i I've, i feel like like the the like pop punk that i listened to when i was learning to play music had a lot of that kind of stuff in it a lot of alliteration and a lot of sort of like kind of like self-aware snark to it that lent itself to that type of that type of stuff that's a good description of pop punk kind of self-aware snark <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah so is this a is this a different girl than the first stanza? I was a boy when I broke her heart. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, they're not in order. Um, 
uh, I have another, I have another song on the on that same record that kind of takes some different things in in chronological order. But this this was actually a thing from from high school that was just sort of um, I was not ready to be in a relationship and didn't realize it until I was already in it, mm-hmm. um, and that was a really difficult conversation with somebody that I'm still um, we're still we're still we're still pals, um, but like our biggest shared experience was like, um, was this big letdown when we were, when we were both young, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That first kind of potentially young love realizing that it's not. Yeah. 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 So, and and it's colored our interaction since then. Um, and we both try to be pretty honest about it, you know? Sure. Sure. Well, I, I, I think the place that you took it after that is, the perfect place to go um but i'd never ask to go back to the start all of those scars make us who we are yeah that's a that line is a really great way to kind of spin pain in a positive light yeah to not let it define you but recognize it as a reality of uh as a as a maybe one of the more sharper jagged stones in in your path you know yeah god that's beautiful that's a sharper jagged stones in a that's 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 very nice imagery, Kevin. Thanks. It's just uh, something I've told myself over the years. Now yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and that's something that like it takes a while to get that. Um, like even knowing that about that old stuff, sometimes is it's difficult to remember that when a new a new experience happens and you're uh, you're trying to process something that is that is jagged. Um, it's tough to, tough to remember that like, this is, there's, there's value in this and there's, uh, even if it's, even if it's painful, this is, this is going to contribute to who you are as a person and how you do the next thing and the thing after that. And yeah, all that it's good to, I mean, you realize it a lot easier with, with distance sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. Yeah. Every, yeah. And that kind of goes back to, I think, how you ended the first verse with searching for fresh air and clarity. Yeah. Like you want it, you know, in the moment you want it immediately, mm-hmm. but it absolutely takes time to come. Yeah. 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 It's like anything. I mean, like you break your leg, you want your leg to heal up faster than it's going to heal up because you want to walk again. Yeah. Um, same thing with any other, I don't know. That's not as good. The, the stone one is good. Let's just, <laughs> let's just say that I said the stone hey. thing again. Hey, Kev, uh, what I said was fine. You don't need to talk anymore, okay? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's okay. what. Good, good note, Kev. Thanks. Okay, great. Fantastic. So, uh, so made her a name that's been sewn on my heart. Is that that girl still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, uh, that's it as, 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 as kind of a rough, rough, as rough of a start as we got. Um, she is, she's now one of my, uh, oldest friends. And like I said, like that, that experience has colored our interactions, but it's also like informed me, like it has informed the way that I relate to other people for sure. Also. So like she, we, we never, uh, we never really dated, but she's in there. Uh, <laughs> um, there, uh, you know, and it doesn't even have to be like that stuff just happens. Stuff gets imprinted on you and it changes the way that you 
changes the way that you relate to people. Absolutely. And it's not, it's not going anywhere for sure. Yeah. Um, so rolling into the next one then, see this, this song to me, this, this is a good one to just roll right through. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really stop. I've, I've kind of, and I learned it. I learned it from you, Kevin. I like a lot of like singer songwriter stuff. Like, cause if you're playing just, if it's just you and your guitar, right? Like to me, I'm not a, I'm not much of a guitar player. You said some really nice things about my bass playing and I appreciated it. Um, and that's how I, I'm, I'm more of a, more of a bassist songwriter than like a singer songwriter. If that makes sense. Like if I'm playing a tune, I'm just not, I'm not flashy is what I'm trying to say on sure. guitar. Like I can comp through, like I can hack whatever I need to, to get the song across, but there's nothing, there's nothing flashy going on on guitar from, from my direction. And so I don't see much point in having like long interludes. Um, Cause if it's just me playing the song, nothing is going to happen in there. So let's, <laughs> let's get right back to it. Right. Um, and that's, yeah, that's, that's what the, all the links in that song are like, like four bars maybe. Um, and they're uh, yeah. So it's real short. And so this conversation makes sense. Just like next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is going in the next stanza then, is this one of the first two women no, mentioned? This is just, I, let, me, let me say it. Let me yeah. say it first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, still all I can think when I lay down to rest is how much I'm missing her head on my chest. And then you kind of go on to describe her as having a sensible heart, 29 minus 3, which is an amazing way to carry the rhyme and make people make people think <laughs> do math. Well, okay yeah she's 26 yeah i actually that's 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 me i'm i'm uh i'm i'm sensible heart is a thing that i stole from a city and color song oh yeah um and also like sensible in spanish actually means sensitive um it doesn't mean uh sensible okay it means i don't know i was just having fun with that idea um uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's me at the time I was 26 and I was thinking about like, um, yeah, that is, sorry. I thought you went to the next, uh, Oh, I the thought next verse. Um, no, no, no. I thought you were describing her as having a sensible heart 29. That's you. Yeah. That's me. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Um, she also, I, you know, uh, yeah. So, so, so that's me kind of thinking about thinking about like, well, I had this and it was actually really nice and I kind of, kind of messed it up. Uh, in the moment, um, yeah, but, but the math problem is the most fun part of that. I think is the, yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's uh, great, man. Well, cool. Um, and I tried to like carry it in the last course. I tried to carry it through, um, with the height thing. Um, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> so that is, that is a different, this is a different in stanza three is a different woman than one or two. Oh no, sorry. Stanza, so two and three go together. They two go together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So with that yeah. ends and, and you're kind of, is it that combination of like, you know, missing, maybe missing her head on your chest or just kind of missing a head to have on your chest. If that, that kind of sounds creepy, but you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of both kind of, um, because that, that kind of closeness is, is, the intimacy. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 uh, it's the best, you know? Um, but also you're talking about it 
in the framework within the framework of a relationship that wasn't really the right thing to be doing at the time. And so like, yeah, I miss, I miss her. Um, they were like, you know, yeah, the speaker misses that person, but also just misses the idea, like wants really, really wants that type of closeness again. Mm -hmm. So a combo. And that's when it sort of goes into more of a, lyrically, it goes into more of like a theoretical space. Like now we're, now we're not super talking about a specific person anymore. Mm -hmm. The rest of the tune. She might be no angel and I'm no dove. Yeah. But that don't mean we won't fit perfect in love. Yeah. I, I like the next bit. Uh, the truth is when pushes, it becomes shoves. It's, again, it's a, it's just a clever twist on an old, on an old thing. Thank you. Um, she's something I want to be part of. You're a part of something. Yeah. But you, when you don't have that person, you're kind of not sure what you're a part of sometimes. Yeah. And there's, I mean... I think there's a lot of validity to the idea that another person can't make you happy, but there is something, there is something incredibly satisfying about the idea of combining an already happy life with someone else's life that makes something that makes something better. Um, Not that what, not that you by yourself are, necessarily lacking but i i like the idea of combining my life with someone else's yeah, yeah. being involved um deeply with somebody yeah i I, th- I agree i think there's um on a human level i think it's it's a beautiful thing that we need each other we genuinely need each other but it's also a beautiful thing that we want each other yeah you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's and great that's, that's what that makes me think of. Yeah, you're making me mad now. This is very insightful, and I, um, uh, gosh, the the final stanza then, and I think this is a perfect cap to this song, because it's you know when I'm soaked in blood, in blood, sweat, and spit from this work, it's a cool way to describe what we do. You were gonna say that's really gross. Um, that's right. <laughs> this grotesque um, last words. Yeah, I I think so too. I, have you ever like have you ever cut yourself on a string or like a piece of gear or something? On a string? I don't know. Like on a string end? Oh, a guitar string. It's <laughs> like not. I've never cut myself a string. <laughs> Do you struggle with yarn cuts, Kevin? <laughs> When I was playing, when I was playing more punk stuff, I had my bass slung really, really low, and I'd like kind of pivot everything off of my wrist that I would rest on the the kind of. Uh, there's a little four on the on the Fender P bass. There's a forearm forearm contour on the front, um, but I would get like friction burns on my wrist. I would actually like I would actually like wear away the skin on my wrist, and so I'd like come away from shows bleeding. And like when I was learning to play drums, I would like bust my knuckles on the, on the rims of, of the drums sometimes. And oh, man. Like, like there was like my, my, my musical training involved like a little bit more bloodshed than it probably should have done. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I've, so I definitely like, I've definitely played shows where by the end of it, I have gotten and popped multiple blisters. Yeah. I also like, I don't hold the pick how they kind of teach you to, if you take lessons, I hold it with, with my thumb and two fingers. Now I don't do that. Oh, like that's this? Yeah. That's how I do it. Okay. 
And so this is good radio. This is me holding a pic in front of my webcam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Okay. No, that's, that's how I hold it. Cause you're supposed to do it with your pointer finger kind of bent. Yeah. I always, I, and I always thought that this was sort of like the, like holding, like kind of curling your index finger below it and securing it with your thumb on top and then straightening everything else. This helps with palm muting too. If you do a lot of that, cause you got to straight. Yeah. I see. I started playing, you know, punk stuff where like every, like every, all the courses are wide open and then the verses are all palm muted. So yeah. Well, I do tons of palm muting stuff. But um, you do it kind of, you have it sort of interesting. I, do, I still do it. I can't explain it to you. That's fun. And it would be really boring for people listening if I tried. I think but... that we should just just <laughs> dive real deep, right? Real deep into right hand pick technique. Um, <laughs> but my point is like, that's how I played. No, that's how I played. That's how I held my pick for about two years. And then I took lessons for a month. Oh. And he tried to get me to hold it the other way. Why? because that's the proper way i guess i don't know but i like I, when i and every once in a while i try it but i feel like i have no control my point is because i have a lot of songs where i'm either doing some pretty hard palm muting or you know all out or real fast strumming after a lot of shows um my middle fingernail will be like half of it will file down wow about like uh you know a couple millimeters like okay. just, it'll it'll look like this weird kind of dip in the middle of it that's interesting because of how i hold my pick but that that so what that means sometimes is that the nail will file down and that finger will be bleeding now when i'm in front of a live crowd yeah you don't think about it it's not until you're done that you notice all these things that have happened to you You yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, the adrenaline dump from being on stage like oh like oh like you're done you're like oh my fingers hurt like oh my nail my fingernail's gone like (laughs) man my rib is killing me and so, so when you play for three hours and then, and then it's like, then when I'm soaked in blood, sweat and spit yeah. from this work, like, that's why I really like that line because it works on a, on a literal level, yeah. um, that you're like, th- there is, it might not seem like it takes a lot to kind of stand up there with the guitar or a yeah. bass guitar, yeah. but there's so much more that goes into it and being conscious of where your body is at all times, especially in relation to the other people playing with you and to your microphone. Mm-hmm. If you ever forget where you are in relation to your microphone, it completely throws you off. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, there's this spatial, there's this spatial awareness that you have to have on stage yeah. Yeah. that uh, requires a lot of like a surprising amount of mental yeah. energy. Yeah. Your, all- your attention is divided uh, in a, a few different few different directions when you're on stage especially with a band especially with a you know right um, i had to run back to the i was on a i did like a wedding gig on saturday and um yeah i was kind of like band leading and then i had to like i forgot i had to run back to the mic to start the next verse um (laughs) yeah (laughs) i forgot where i was yeah absolutely well i've i've done it before where I forget where I am and I like lift my head back up and just completely <laughs> knock the microphone, which makes you look like an absolute. And I don't use this word often doofus. Yeah. I, I, I was expecting you to say doofus. <laughs> it, you? That, yeah. That was fun. You I, felt I, the doofus on yeah, stage. I felt the yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's absolutely, absolutely know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's more like, I mean, you know, it's not like we're coal miners or anything, but like it's, there's a lot of exertion that, you know oh uh, of course yeah so all of that 
is what's wrapped up in when I'm soaked in blood, sweat, and spit from this work. Yeah. And it's such a romantic, like a genuinely romantic line to throw after it, but all I can smell is her hand on my shirt. Yeah. That's clutch, man. Thanks, man. Thank you. Um, that that was a real thing that happened was uh, I uh, I'd spent the day with somebody and I, you know, I think I the shirt was relatively clean. I ended up wearing it the next day and I could still smell her her perfume. Um and I was like, Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> it's nice. Um it's nice to have something that cuts through that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, because those gigs can be that's a, like like I said, like I love it. I wouldn't rather be doing anything else. But um but also it can be really frustrating. Um, and sort of something that kind of brings you back to the reality that that you have somebody who's who believes in you and uh, and 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 is there for you can kind of help you remember all the other good stuff about the life that you have. You know, I got a good thing going, and I got a bunch of other good stuff going. It's kind of kind of nice, like a, like a bell that keeps ringing and helps you hear other stuff that's. Yeah, it, the the blood, sweat, and spit, you know, come it comes from what you want to do, but the, the smell of of her hand on your shirt comes from where you want to be and ultimately who you want to be with, and that's the person that you love, you know. Yeah. Um. So if you see a red a red <laughs> if you see a redhead brunette, five foot nine minus three again, <laughs> really it's really clever to bring it back again. Thanks. To bring bring them back in is that. Were you with a redheaded brunette, five foot nine minus three, when you wrote it, or was that kind of that's your ideal? Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I. Um, I'm a sucker for red hair. Um, some motivational speaker, somebody. I think it might have been Tony Robbins, but talking about like, all right, write de- write down all of the ideal qualities that your your you know your mate would have. Um, anything it can be like as shallow or as you know, or as or as like deep seated as you want to go. Now circle the things that are deal breakers. Like hair color is not like it's not important. None of right. none of height, hair color, none of that stuff's important. It was just a fun idea at the time. You ever play with Marie Miller? She's in DC. Marie Miller, I think, or she's from that area. I don't know where she's based now, but I don't think that I don't think that we've ever crossed paths. No. Okay, she's got a song called I think it's called Six Two, but it's a really it's a the, the way it's produced. It sounds very serious, but lyrically it's really funny. She's like saying like, "Look, I'm not I'm not asking for anything specific, but can he be you know six two with blue eyes?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So so when I hear the particulars come after a song like this, it's like, look, I just want someone to bury me. Yeah. But if she could be red, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe five foot six. Like. Yeah. Yeah, five six auburn hair, you know. If she had freckles and an Irish accent, that'd be fine. <laughs> but it's not, you know, don't be greedy. Um <laughs> But uh, who was I? Nope. There's nothing there. There's nothing. I don't have a catalog of Irish women in my. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Yeah, I think so. <sighs> so the the production then. Yeah. Okay. 
obviously the first time I heard it, you know, you're just doing it acoustic in someone's mm-hmm. living room and a little more subdued because there's people around and, yeah. you know, you don't really want everybody to be listening yeah. to you. Yeah, that's not what it was for, yeah. Right. And uh, so very different. But the moment the song started, I was like, this is awesome. I love this. From the get-go, I was like, this is the perfect production I'm so glad. for this tune. Do you do you spearhead that? Do you have a producer or do you kind of are you you got creative control? So uh so so that record was um was by and large the product of um the work of me with um this great producer engineer guy named uh Scott Robinson who um was was in the DC area um uh working out of a studio in Beltsville, Maryland and now is out in Hollywood um doing a lot of doing a lot of really cool stuff um and I wish that I knew his credits offhand um but he's doing a lot of really cool pop records and stuff out there now uh we we kind of we I I would say we co-produced it okay um uh yeah and he also played he also played drums um okay drums on it who did did you do piano uh no uh that was a guy named Joe Mora who um who was actually my choir director in um in like sixth grade um but he oh, nice. he's like a he's like a he's a brilliant composer he actually uh um he has a writing partner who does like lyrics and he does music um and he does a lot of session work out in northern virginia on on keys and so he came and did like piano roads and an organ for uh okay for that well that's awesome because all three of those are perfect in the song the, the piano yeah. the yeah. piano adds such a fun element yeah to but it. like honky tonk tremolo stuff that he does yeah. yeah yeah it was exactly it was exactly the right kind of feel right right when it kicks into it i think what you hear most is the uh the drums mm-hmm. and the electric and that type of train rhythm that you have going yeah with the tone of that electric is yeah. very reminiscent to me of ring of fire Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, but right. So right when it starts, it sounds like a more fun version <laughs> of, Ring of, of Fire. Ring of Fire, which I want you to take as a compliment. I do. That's yeah. how I mean it. That rules. Yeah. It's like it was a. It was a. Um. It was a not that well set up. Like you know those seventy two like semi hollow Telecasters. Um, sure. So like it was. Pff, I don't know. It's a, it was a it was a guitar. It was a guitar, but it was like the strings were really low. So half of the kind of fuzz on it is overdrive from the amplifier and half of it is the string buzzing on the fret of the oh yeah nice (laughs) so it was it was just kind of a lucky accident that we got that tone out of it well dude the production is it's it's so fun thanks good it's it's one and the length of it it's under three minutes yeah it's a quick one so it's one of those songs that when it ends you want to just start it over immediately and hear it again and i've done that probably 50 times in the last three weeks. That makes so, me very happy. Probably not quite 50, but you know, uh, it's a high number. Cool. More than two bakers dozen. That's for sure. That's great. my way out 
enjoyed my conversation with Kevin and you would like to hear more music from Uptown Boys Choir, I put links in the show notes on songastorypodcast.com. You can get more of their music on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Bandcamp, all those sites. And you can check them out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever else exists. Again, I'm recording this on my phone. I don't have my normal equipment and my normal script, so I'm going to keep this outro short as well and simply say this thank you for listening to this podcast if you want to support us financially you can do so on patreon at patreon.com slash song and story and now if like me you are curious where kevin d'souza got the name uptown boys choir here is the answer to that question Tell me about your name, Uptown Boys Choir. Like, why aren't you just Kevin D'Souza? Why'd you pick a name? The reason that I picked that name is I never really, I never meant for it to be um, a solo project. Um, and actually it isn't anymore. Um, oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's a five piece, it's a five piece rock band. Um, I used to tell people it was sort of like Death Cab for Cutie and Ryan Adams had a baby and that baby is sort of unhappy. That's a perfect description. Yeah, of, yeah. I think of I, the EP of the debut yeah, EP. Yeah. yeah. Um. And we've sort of gone. It, it's a little bit more. Um. It's, it's the emphasis is sort of leaned. The balance is tipped in in favor of the Death Cab stuff, and a little bit more more indie rock than 
um, then certainly what bury me is. Um, uh-huh. My nickname in college was actually Uptown um, for a real dumb reason. Um, <laughs> there were several Kevins on my floor freshman year. Um, and they all had nicknames um, and it was down to two of us um, who didn't have a nickname yet. And someone was, do you remember the really bad? Um, oh no. What's her name? Brittany, Brittany. Uh, she passed away. She's an actress. She was in a movie with. Oh, Brittany Murphy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Brittany uh-huh. Murphy was in a terrible movie called Uptown yes. Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there is a song. She dates a singer songwriter in that in that movie. And the song is sort of like a plot device a little bit. And someone was humming it in the common room. And I said, please don't sing that song from uptown girls. And somebody was like, why do you know that's the song from uptown girls? And people started calling me uptown. So that's the worst story I've ever told. And, um, that's hilarious. Yeah. I, uh, but, but I always thought it would be fun for, um, a uh, fun band name. I thought Uptown Boys Choir was a fun band name. It, it um, is. Good. Okay, good. I'm jealous. I Again, gotta... I heard the name of of your band and I it just made me mad. Oh, good. Well, that's so. that's if if you're if I can just I can just check in with you every now and then be like, "Hey man, this is what's going on. Are you pissed?" And um, Yeah, I will say yes. Yeah, all right, cool. I will say, "Is it good?" and you say, "Yes. <laughs> it's very good." And I'll say, "Then, then yeah, I'm very I'm mad. mad." Yeah, I'm yeah. super mad. Um, good. That's it's good to have metrics for yourself. <laughs> It's <laughs> important. And sip. I'm out of. I'm out of. I don't have any. Oh, uh, I got a little left, but it's gonna be really cold. <laughs>